Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. A very pleasant good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KETX, KWBY. And as always, we have Angela Robinson with us. Angela, good morning. Good morning. And boy, do we have a special show this week. I am so excited to finally announce this, release this, whatever terminology you want to use. But are you ready for this, Terry? I'm ready. Okay. Well, we've been asked. So many times by um, our you know families we work with, we primarily working with Generation One, right? And they say, "I need something for my kids. I need something to help them. They need to know about these things. They need to understand these these things and what's going on." And obviously, every generation communicates differently. And something that we know about, you know, whether you're Generation X or uh, you're a millennial or even coming into the Z generation is. Everybody likes to hear podcasts. Everybody likes YouTube. Everybody likes uh, something that they can sit there and peruse at nighttime in front of the TV after the kids are down, right? Yes. So this is what we've done. We have actually put together a financial wellness wheel. Um, We've trademarked this. And it basically gives you uh, 10 different areas of financial wellness. And there's 10 different articles, 10 different podcasts that are associated with each one of them. So you can take them off in bit-sized pieces and uh, be able to learn about each one of them over 10 nights or 10 weeks or however you want to spread it out. And you can score yourself. You know, we live, I think we live in a world of, um, you know, it's it's always easy to get your bearings if you know where you're at. And, And we all know, you know, we live in a world of games and sports and, um, all these things that everything has scores in life, right? And so have you scored your financial wellness? So that's what we've done. We've come up with these 10 so-called areas that you're able to give yourself a score, you're able to set yourself a goal, and you're able to learn about it right behind there so you know exactly how to proceed. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Yes, we are so excited to roll this out. In fact, um, we've been telling we had two dinners this week. We had a, a dinner on Tuesday in Abilene, and the Better Business Bureau came out and did a great job uh, talking about um, the, you know, what they do and, and why they do it and what consumers need to watch out for. And then uh, last night we had a dinner up in Fort Worth where we had uh, Penn Mutual come and uh, speak about you know, retirement income and uh, creating legacies. And uh, during both of these dinners we told our clients about what we're about to do, and the excitement was just overwhelming. They said, now, when is this? How can I get access to this? And, and, you know, what do I need to do so I can pass this along to my kids or maybe it's their grandkids, whoever they feel that uh, needs this information. But we know that it has been, you know, out there, financial literacy is just not readily available. And what is readily available is confusing because there's so much of it how do you narrow it down to what should I be doing? What should I be looking at? What are my priorities? So that's what we did. And we did this in honor of, after all, here we are, okay, we're in the last week of April, last couple of days of April, but it is Financial Literacy Month. So there's no better time to focus on your finances and more appropriately, in my opinion, your overall financial wellness. 
So you're not going to want to miss this show. When we come back on Life Planning 101, we're going to go through these financial wellness skills as is and tell you exactly where to find this information and pass it on to your loved ones. Uh, segment two of Life Planning 101 here on KTX KDY. Exciting news from Kennedy Financial. Angela? Yes, we are talking about financial wellness and the rollout of our financial wellness will in which you're able to score yourself, set goals, and learn about 10 areas of financial wellness that you need to address. Everyone needs to address, in fact. Um, you know, as I was going through these, what I, uh, you know, just re- is a reminder, a good reminder that it didn't matter if you're starting out in life, you know, you're fresh into the world of college or fresh into getting out of the world of college, whether you have a young family or whether you're in those later years where your kids are about to go to college, whether you're an established career or if you're an empty nester, nearing retirement or in retirement, it doesn't matter. The foundation of financial wellness is all the same. And the key to improvement upon that financial wellness is all the same because the key is only made by you. It's your commitment to make progress. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people say progress is just putting one foot in front of the other. Well, I always think that progress is a little bit different. But something my dad has told me all my life, he says, you can't make progress until you tell yourself the truth. Absolutely. You got to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, this is my current situation. Otherwise, your entire plan is built off of, and I hate to use this word, but it's true, lies. Right. So, you know, you have to tell yourself the truth. So this little assessment is a great way to do just that. You know, just be raw. Score yourself. This is where I'm at. You know, you've got a, a 1 to 10 scale that you're able to use saying, I don't know anything about this all the way to I have mastered this area and created a successful habit in my life around this area. And, you know, you've got a current score. You've got an ability to put a goal in there. And then you have the ability to go learn on how to, to move step forward. You know, and that's, I think that's the big thing. I, and I would encourage people as they're going through this, try to hit this one week at a time. You know, work on one thing at a time so you don't get overwhelmed by it. But let's just go through some of these. And, and I'm, at the end of the show, I'll make sure and tell you where to access all of this information because um, we are going to have it in our weekly life lessons this week. That scorecard is going to be readily available to anybody that wants it because we believe in financial literacy. Uh, we believe in making sure that people are educated about, you know, not only where they're at today, but where they want to go and how to get there. And that's very important. So. Let's just go through some of these. Um, The first financial wellness skill is a budget. And what we say about a budget, and and this scorecard in particular says is, I know where every dollar goes each month by tracking all of my income and expenses. And because I'm budgeting, I'm able to make good decisions about my purchase, making purchases. So, you know, just to kind of enlighten that, I was actually putting together a financial plan yesterday. And as I was going through it, these people had kept kind of a budget. They had wrote down um, where their expenses were going, or some of their expenses, not all of them, uh, were going every single month. But the missing component in their budget wasn't the fact, I mean, they, they, they were kind of doing it, and they thought they were doing a good job. But when I actually put the numbers together, there was still about 11000 a year that was unaccounted for. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, this, the truth behind the budget isn't just a piece of paper and writing something down. What, what the truth and the meaning and the power and the purpose behind that budget is really about 
is being able to recognize, can I afford this? What will I need to be able to retire? What will I need and able to buy the second home? What will I need to be able to do this? And your budget should be able to answer those questions for you. And if it doesn't, then you probably have got a gap in there. So, you know, that's a, that's a great area to focus. And, and I put that number one on here because if you don't do anything else right in your life financially, if you create a budget and you do a budget, 90% of the rest of it just kind of falls into place. Good stuff. Crazy, huh? Yes. So it's a very, very powerful tool. Um, number two, emergency savings. I keep three to six months of emergency savings or monthly expenses set aside in the event of an emergency. Um, we did a great uh, podcast on this, and I would encourage people to listen to this. And, you know, the thing is, is that when you live paycheck to paycheck or you live one disaster to another, you're always, you know, chasing. Um, and by chasing, it costs you money. And you may not think, oh, I just have to pay a little bit of interest at this time. It's not a big deal or make that monthly payment at that time. But if you actually start adding that up over the years, the time value money behind that is unbelievable. And more to that, we have seen, you know, just outright disasters because people didn't have the proper emergency money in place and they had to tap into retirement accounts, um, costing them not only the money that they needed, but severe tax implications. And so, you know, it's important for you to be able to understand why you need an emergency savings and what that should look like and keeping just enough in there. Because anything over that is actually costing you money, too. Right. Yeah. Number three, credit. I monitor and clean up my credit on a regular basis. My credit does not and will not cause unnecessary and or exorbitant costs. A lot of people don't understand how powerful your credit is behind how much money you retire with. Yes, I said that. How powerful your credit is in relationship to how much money you will have when you retire. Why is that? Because if you have bad credit, not even bad credit, just not perfect credit, and you go through life, it could end up costing you six figures wow. for your lifetime. Yeah. You don't think about, inter it's not only interest rates, it's the cost of your property and casualty insurance goes up. It could cost you your job. We've, I can't tell you how many people we've tried to hire. You know, oh, these are wonderful people, but their credit comes back and we can't hire them. They lost a career opportunity because of that. You know, it's a sad deal. So, you know, making sure that credit's cleaned up. Uh, and if you remember, we had an incredible speaker on the show, what was it, a few months ago, I think, Terry? Yes, yes. Um, talking just about this. And, you know, she's got an entire system to help people repair their credit without much time and effort. Um, and it's not, you know, one of those, those gimmicks of we'll pay off all your debt and you'll be good to go. No, this is truly a get your credit right. And we've, as a success, we've seen um, some of our clients' kids that have gotten them on it. We, we did a gifting uh, deal over the holidays. So, yes, it was a couple months ago. <laughs> um, you know, and, and we've seen the um, progress that they've made. And they're already, those kids are getting 0% credit card offers. So that tells you right there that it's working. Pretty amazing. So get it cleaned up. Learn how to monitor it. Um, you know, make sure your credit is working for you and not against you. And if you think it's not important, then you really need to read this. You really need to listen to this. Because credit, it doesn't matter if you plan to use it or you don't plan to use it, it can affect your entire life. Powerful. Good stuff. Um, protection is number four. Both my family and myself are protected from unexpected events, car accidents, 
home disasters, being sued, a disability, death, loss of income as a result of that death or disability, unexpected health events, or even a long-term health care event. Are you protected? How do you know if you're protected? This is stuff that, I mean, we talk about, it doesn't matter how much money you try to save or put back. If your home burns down, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to replace it somehow. It replaced it, right? Yeah. What's the cheapest and the best way to be able to do that? Insurance. Yeah. <clears throat> Most of the time it is insurance. So, you know, making sure that you have the proper, and I, and I labeled it protection. And I'm glad you said that word, too, because, yes, most of the time, homes and insurance make total sense. But there are times that it, it isn't about insurance. Risk management is accomplished other ways. But making sure that you're set up properly to do that is powerful. Business owners in particular being sued. We all know how powerful that is. I was on a phone call uh, yesterday with an attorney and a, a beneficiary of um, an estate. And she has the option whether to leave money in a trust or not leave money in a trust. And we were talking about the importance of actually leaving it in there because of just lawsuits. You know, uh, she has a million dollars just sitting around and floating out there. Guess what's going to happen? It's That's going to be all subject to being able to, you know, someone to get their hands on it. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it, protection comes in all forms and fashions. But knowing that protection and learning about it is entirely a foundational and total financial wellness skill you must know. That's big. Number five, uh, liabilities. And liabilities, what we mean by this in, in this term is good debt and bad debt. So do you know the difference between good debt and bad debt? Do you really understand what that means when we say what is good debt and what is bad debt? And all of your liabilities are categorized that way, and are they in proportion to your lifestyle, income, and your future goals? You know, one of the um, most common things that we're running across today as we put together plans for people, they what? have too much house. Too much house? They have too much house. Okay. They've got this massive house, and if they don't do something about it, they're never going to be able to retire. Because why? Because, and let's, let's just give you an example. Uh, we have one lady come in, her and her husband, and they've got a home that's worth about $800,000, and they have about 500000 of um investable um, assets for the retirement. Oh. Yeah. So can they carry that $800,000 of, of home through their retirement? And by the way, they're living off about 200000 a year right now. No, they're not, they're not going to be able to do that. And we've gotten into, I believe, a, a place in American society, and we all know this. We are, I mean, homes are definitely overpriced. Um, they've just gone up un, unbelievably over the last 30 years. And so, you know, it's easy for people to get too much home. But, you know, understanding what that really looks like and the debt throughout those years that you're paying on that, are, is that for good or for bad? And are you going to be getting that money back out? And there's a, there's a lot of learning to do with that because I think some people have a misconception, well, if I invest in my home, at least I've got it. This is true. This is true. But an $800,000 home takes a lot of maintenance, a lot of tax, and those are costs you don't recuperate, right? Yeah. And an $800,000 asset is only an $800,000 asset if you have somebody who's willing to pay that for it. That, exactly. So does, can your lifestyle support it now in retirement? What does that mean? You know, understanding the debt behind it, it, those are powerful things. So it is a financial wellness skill. You need to know, especially, you know, young people. Um, and, and we're all like that. We, we're Americans. We want to keep up with the Joneses. Yes. That's what we do. 
But <laughs> is it going to hurt your goals, and which are more important? Your goals are the most important. Right. So when we come back, we have five more financial wellness skills you're not going to want to miss and how to access this financial wellness will and pass it on to the people that you love most in your family. Final segment, Life Planning 101 on this beautiful Monday morning. Angela has great information. Let's get right to it. Yes, the financial wellness will. We're talking about something that we've been asked for years to do, and we finally found the perfect avenue to do it. Um, You know, having something you can pass on to your kids, grandkids, help them score where they're at today, set goals, and learn about 10 areas that are critical to financial wellness via podcast, via article, whatever they want to do in their late night, early morning reading or listening, right? Right. Um, And it's all accessible. We're going to have all this on our website. You can go to www.kennedy-financial.com. You sign up for our newsletter. We'll send you the weekly life lessons that is going out this week with all of this information. And the, uh, the financial wellness will is going to be included inside of that. So you'll be able to have access to that um, where you can score yourself and just see how rounded, well-rounded you are, right? Yes. That's the whole purpose of the will is you want that perfect circle. And if you don't have that perfect circle, how can you set goals and how can you put at, you know things into motion to get there? So very powerful tool. Um, I'm really excited uh, for those younger generations, the future generations to be able to take advantage of this because I know financial literacy is so confusing. There's so much of it and where you start, and that's what this is all about. And it doesn't matter what age you are, where you are in life, these are skills that you need from from point A to point B, meaning point A, you get out of high school, to point B, you die, right? Right. Um, They're powerful. So we talked about budget, emergency savings, credit, protections, liabilities. Number six, prioritization. Here it is. I am able to discern the financial priorities in my life to keep everything protected, to protect me and protect my family today and in the future. I have successful habits in place to keep my obligations to these priorities. How many times do we get out of whack because we justify something? I know I'm guilty. Uh, we all are, I think. It, Brett always says, you know, I squeak when I walk except when it comes to... A horse. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm the best, best justifier there is. But, you know, understanding what your financial priorities are and then putting, I, mean, I remember something Dad always told me, you know, when I was starting out in life, he says, remember, Angela, to always pay yourself first. Well, what did he mean by that? Well, he meant put back my savings first and live off the rest. And if that rest, I'm able to have room to be able to, you know, go and spend money on those things that I justify, great. But if I don't, I've taken care of that priority, and at least I know what should be happening, right? Yes. So having those obligations and having, you know, uh, habits, successful habits to put you in place that. So we've got a great podcast actually done by my dad about prioritization because he is probably the best educator on this topic, knowing that he's been in the business for 30 years, he's been in the financial industry, he not want me to say this on the radio. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's, it's nearing 50 years. Uh, so, um, you know, and, and understanding the habits that people have and, and watching what successful people do versus people that just 
let things fall through the cracks and, and never get there. So very important. Uh, number seven, savings and investments. I am saving enough for my future, and my investments are in line with these goals. Now, we don't talk a lot about um, investments on the show, you know, unless Aaron's on, right? right? Right. And the reason we don't is, you know, investments are the tool. Investments, though, do matter, and people get them wrong all the time. We work with a lot of business owners. So one of the things we do is when we do a retirement plan for their company, we go in and talk to the employees a lot. Well, when we talk to the employees, inevitably, young people that don't understand investments don't want to take any risk. They want to put everything in a fixed account earning 3%. Well, that doesn't even beat inflation. So they're actually losing money over the years. So understanding investments and being able to make decisions about your investments are extremely important things to know. And this is a skill that you must master. And we've got a great podcast on savings investments. And not only that, but next week we're going to have a very special treat um, with Aaron being on the show because he is actually going to go through the questions that every investor needs to be asking. And it doesn't matter if you're, again, starting out in life or, or later. So you're not going to want to miss that. Number eight, thinking. Yes, this is a financial wellness skill, thinking. I think about my thinking as a success habit. I am able to discern a need versus a want. I am able to recognize old habits that may harm my future. I am able to discern an emotional versus a logical decision and not act on that emotional decision. Psychology and money. How many shows do you think we've done on this, Terry? Uh, a bunch. <laughs> All the time, all the time. We are born psychologically wired a certain way that we think about money based on what our parents thought about money, our grandparents, our great-grandparents. It's passed down. It's in us. It's part of us. And if you can't know where you stand about money, you can't move forward to overcome some of the areas that you may need help. And that's what that's all about. So, you know, being able to think about your thinking and know where you're at is important. Help, number nine, help, financial wellness skill. I have a trusted and unbiased advisor who helps me holistically with my financial wellness and meeting me with, or meeting my future goals. So not just, not just someone that deals with your investments, not someone that's just doing your insurance, someone that's helping you holistically look at all of this and say, hey, you're on the right track, or, you know, have you thought about this? Or it's more like a coach in life, right? Right. And say, hey, here's your options. Why don't you don't go down this path? And I can't tell you how critical that is because when you try to do the job alone, you don't know what you don't know. And you end up making steps that, that are missteps that could cost you thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars over your lifetime. Uh, we watched this happen. We, we begged this guy to come in. We said, you're going to have a tax issue. He just immediately got successful overnight. Never, never had tax problems in his life. He called us owed a $1.2 million tax bill this last year. Wow. Guess what he's wanting now? Help. <laughs> help, right? So get help. Don't, don't wait. Don't, make, don't let it cost you that much, right? Um, and number 10, checkups. I have financial checkups in place where I, or we, if we're married, review our financial wellness on a regular basis and make adjustments to the areas that we need. You know, sometimes we set and forget, and that's a problem. Sure. Because... Life changes. Things happen. 
we keep moving. We don't stop. Nothing's stagnant, but we put our financial picture in that condition. So you've got to have that scheduled. You know, we, one thing we do with our clients is we set them on schedule. So we're forcing them to take that action of that financial checkup and look at everything holistically and see where areas can be needed for improvement. And clients that we have had, in fact, we had a client at the dinner last night who's been with us for 15 years, and every time they come in, there's areas that need adjustment. Every time, after 15 years. And they've done, they, they are literally what we would call a right fit family to work with because they're very coachable. And they do things to help themselves and get better. And their situation has only gotten better and better and better for 15 years. Yet there's still room for improvement. Always. Always, right? So these are those financial wellness skills. Score yourself. You take the time to do that. Go back through them. Set goals. You know, and then you're going to see how on track or how not on track are you. And then you've got all these podcasts behind it. So you don't want to miss it. Make sure you go to our website and sign up kennedy-financial.com and get your financial wellness will today to pass on to your kids, grandkids, whoever it is, or maybe even yourself if you need this the most. But with that being said, my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. Hope everyone has a wonderful week and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates, Incorporated, and Smart Money Group LLC.